preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go Welcome to another episode of All Things in the Name of Love. Today I have with me Heidi Carriega. Am I saying that? Carriega? Carriega. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) Who I met on my journey recently and her energy is so amazing and light and I just felt compelled to reach out and talk to her about her spiritual journey. So Heidi, thank you so much for your time and your presence and sharing your journey. Um, Let's start with um, when you first realized you were a spiritual being. Okay, well, first of all, thank you, Sophia. Thank you for having me here. It's a a pleasure. Appreciate this, uh, this time in this space. Well, what comes up to me and what's been coming up to me recently is a time when I was, I think I was nine years old and I was writing in, in my notebook and I wrote, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I felt very uncomfortable. I remember feeling very uncomfortable being here in every aspect of, of my beingness like I felt very uncomfortable in my body I felt very uncomfortable with my family I felt very uncomfortable in in every part of it the school everything and I can remember writing that and that has come up several times recently as being like when I really realized that I don't belong here like I'm not of this world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is weird where am I And and I can remember asking, you know, at the time I was, I was going to church and I was brought up Methodist, but um, I can remember asking God to take me because I was just like, I'm, I, I, I knew that I felt that I didn't belong here. Mm -hmm. Now I have beliefs, but that's when I first, first probably realized that, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't probably not the first time I realized I was a spiritual being, but probably that uh, has been brought up because that's when I realized that I wasn't, I was very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. who I was. So, so yeah, that I was a spiritual being, I think probably in my twenties. Okay. I finally got the, the, (laughs) the knock in my head saying, okay, you're not, you Mm -hmm. know, you're more than this body. Yeah message you know this is you're not this body mm-hmm. message so. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh my i remember going to my minister and saying so how do you pray right because it's just like nobody ever taught me it's just like well yeah. we pray now i'm like well what does that mean and i didn't get a good answer i was like well why am i here <laughs> like 
Well, my- I, I grew up in a congregational church and it was the same. It was like, I, I, I get it, but like, you're not helping me. Right. Well, and I, with prayer, it's funny because my sister had taught me to pray because we had just lost my, um, my grandmother. And so I wanted to like be, to be able to, like, I asked my sister, how do I talk to my grandmother? Mm-hmm. God. And my sister said, well, you can pray. And so she, when she showed me how to pray, she showed me, you know, pray through Jesus Christ and, you know, talk to God. And I'm like, well, why can't I just talk to God directly? Like, why do I need to talk to Jesus first? <laughs> like, that didn't make sense. To um, so, so yeah, that was my, my uh, introduction to actually praying because we had prayed in church, but I had never like took it on myself to pray by myself. So I was like, well, you can just pray. Okay. Yeah, so, I know. I, I... So to, talk to, to talk to my grandmother, I was told to talk to Jesus, to talk to God, to talk to my grandmother. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I, I remember reading a few years ago, Greg Braden had broken down the construction of what praying really is. And it's basically bringing your emotions into like feeling the prayer. Right. And like, why is the feeling part completely removed from this? Because like when, I mean, that's the whole idea of manifestation. Everything is like when you feel you're already experiencing it because our minds don't know the difference between what we think and what we, what we experience. Right. So yeah, I think I just saw a video of him talking about where he does the emotion with rain. Mm-hmm. He does, uh, practice with someone in a town with some rain and they they feel the rain coming. They feel the rain mm-hmm. and start praying for rain because the you know he asked the guy, I guess the guy is like the locals. Uh, you know, indigenous person there for the, you know, they were praying for rain. We're going to do a prayer. And he asked him, well, when are you going to pray? And he said, no, if I prayed, then I, then I believe that rain doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But if I feel the rain on my feet and feel the mud and feel this and feel that, then that's, I'm bringing the rain. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful, powerful shift in our awareness that that's that's actually how powerful we are. Yeah, so it's like when I want a new car, I have to smell the leather. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yeah. I'm I'm literally I'm I'm going to be moving, and I'm literally visualizing the space I'm going to be in. I'm already feeling it. Yeah. I don't, I don't even I I've never been to Orcas Island, and yet I'm feeling it. Like I'm feeling the mist, I'm feeling the trees, I'm feeling the the little space I'm going to be in, I'm feeling the kitchen, like I'm already feeling into it and I already know who I'm going to be connecting with because I felt them. And so instead of my normal feeling of dread when I move, it's, it's an, I'm I'm having a five month vacation on an island. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I always get excited about moving. I always, I always love moving. Cool. I love the down part of it. Mm-hmm. That you get rid of a lot of 
stuff. Yeah. I already have so many times. <laughs> so many times since I've been down in Shasta, it's not even funny. So like I have a bare minimum of what I need and, and it's, it's, but it's fun. It's like there, there's this funness about the newness and something that I'm, I'm feeling um, an awareness come in. So I've had lifelong anxiety. The other day I realized uh, as I'm in the middle of a panic attack in the middle of the night, I'm like, you know what? This is just trapped energy. It's not anxiety at all. So I got up at four o'clock in the morning and I danced and I sang and like 10 minutes later, it was gone. Have you ever experienced a discomfort with emotions? And if so, how do you navigate it? Okay, well, the Heidi before. <laughs> um, the Heidi before didn't even know the the emotion part of uh life and that how you could look at it in a different way um because i would just get trapped in it you know i would get literally trapped in the emotion and think that i was the emotion and that everything that the emotion was telling me that was happening was actually happening mm -hmm. so um you know, like I, when I would get upset at something, that upset would last a long time. When I would get sad, the sadness would last a long time. So, but now um, it doesn't. I'm very much more aware of uh, even when something's coming on. I can feel, you know, when so when I'm starting to have like a a little bit of an upset in my about something, I can feel it, and I can choose to to engage in it or not because sometimes it's fun to engage in the argument and <laughs> and do the back and forth um so i can feel that this when sadness comes you know because lately and i think it's part of like the ascension systems that were symptoms that we're going through is um when the sadness comes it, sometimes it it's overwhelming mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I can blame it on either the hormones or, or whatever, mm -hmm. but I can also recognize it and do the same thing, either choose to just accept it, let it flow as it naturally needs to flow or try to work, you know, work against it. Like I could say, like, and I won't say against it, but work, work for a quicker solution through it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause if I just choose to go, to go into it, it's like, Oh, okay, well, I'll just take a day and watch TV and enjoy <laughs> and, you know, get my Kleenexes out and be prepared for it. But, um, but I think it right now I'm more, I'm more aware of what's of when it's coming on. So mm -hmm. I'm to, to handle it and, you know, be, to know where it came from also I think is important sometimes you know especially like in the last maybe year what the emotions that I've had come up are things that from the past from traumas that have happened like way back that I don't even remember happening mm -hmm. that are coming up 
and being aware of that, I think is important. You know, what we were talking about earlier before we started the call was that, you know, when you, when you have these things come up, you're able to, to look at them and go, Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So, so that happens. I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty solid person as far as like my emotions don't go crazy. I do get like spurts of joy and happiness to come out, but I'm pretty even as far as my, my emotions. I don't get, uh, when I get upset, I don't usually get upset at people. I just get upset at situations. Mm -hmm. Don't have burst out or anything like that. I used to, but then I, you know, I recognize that we're, where these things come from mm-hmm. so yeah helps. learning how to like not blame the person for pressing the button right it's, um it's been like transformational for me um because yeah. like the awareness of nobody can possibly hurt me ever all they can do is walk up to me and press the button that my subconscious plays a story that tells me I'm something I'm not. Right. And so once I had that awareness of like, oh, huh, I'm getting triggered right now. Huh? I wonder what's here. And ignore the not ignore, but like, okay, thank you, person, for triggering me, or thank you, a thing that triggered me what is it in here that's that's telling me that this is a reality that isn't because otherwise I wouldn't be feeling this. Um, right. That's just, that's, that's so much fun. Yeah. And sometimes I even see people like, <laughs> like, a, you know, you want to, you, you want to judge people. Yeah. I think you want to, but I'm saying like, when you want to judge people, uh-huh. no, it comes back at me. Mm-hmm. I do is I look at somebody and if I, if I have that urge to judge, I kind of like look at it and go, okay, wait a second. If this person is in my reality right now, there's something that I need mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So it takes that judgment really fast. Yeah. Little process, my little computer, I think process of wait a second, Heidi, what is it that you need? to why is this person here showing you this right Right. now so it changes the judgment into a reflection Mm -hmm. who i am and what i need to see and what's also a beautiful thing about that too is that you know when when beautiful people come into my reality it's the same confirmation of well at who you are thank you oh that's nice So it goes both ways, you know, when you see the negative things about you and then you see the positive, it's just, they're all like, for me, it's a lot of it is reflection, reflection of who I am and where I've, you know, what I need to do. So, yeah. So it takes the fun out of judging people. Yes. (laughs) Which is a beautiful gift. (laughs) Because, you know, when, when when you realize that all of that judgment is really you. Exactly like oh i mean thank you um 
but it's that 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 shift in awareness is like oh no i've been judging people my whole life what are they telling me um that can be really a beautiful gift of awareness that you may not have any desire to go through <laughs> well and it's 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 fun to to play with when like when you ask like for example sometimes i'll ask the universe show me show me the best version of me mm. and i will get people in my life you know like if i go out into public right i'll have the best cashier i'll have the best waiter i'll have the best you know I'll have the friendliest person on the street mm -hmm. and i'm just, okay thank you that's you know that's what i needed to see yeah because sometimes we're you know if you do that exercise of of you know the reflection sometimes you're only getting these negative things that you need to work on but sometimes we need those positive mm -hmm. like things in our life that say yeah Heidi you're <laughs> you got this Sophia you're on the right track yeah I love seeing that too and I love asking for that because mm -hmm. I think that's important that we 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 get those confirmations of who we are who we are mm-hmm I agree because like we get we can get and this is I I haven't had a television since 1998 um because not because I saw the programming but because I saw that that was the only tether I had with my ex-husband and I wanted to see what would happen if I turned off cable and then the relationship ended um <laughs> unintended well intended consequence i guess but but because of that i haven't been exposed to a lot of what the mainstream has conditioned us into believing so i've been on this fun journey of finding out frequencies and resonance um for myself that's how i that's how my left brain understands all of this as frequencies it, it's very happy going into the quantum physics realm and playing there and, and then coming back and like okay i understand now you can go into consciousness <laughs> but how, how yeah. have you how have you been navigating the past i'll say since march 2020 Oh goodness. <laughs> You're gonna go back there. There. Okay, so it's funny. I'm gonna go be even before that. Okay. Um in January of 2020, I was given this message. Um, and the message came with this great urge, sort of like what you're feeling right now the move to where you're moving but i was given this like message that you're going to need to quit your job and you're going to need to stock up on whatever you need to stock up on and um you're going to be moving right so what i did immediately you know and i've learned since then you know how to <laughs> ask like how immediate are these plans mm -hmm. What I just started doing is I went on um, 
online and I went and bought up a whole bunch of toilet paper. I bought a whole bunch of things that I thought I'm going to need because I'm quitting my job. Like if I'm going to be without an income, I need to have these things stored. Right. So I went like, on this, like buying spree of things. Well then um, I did quit my job and then COVID was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I was like, okay, well, if I quit my job, then nobody's going to hire me during COVID. So I took back my resignation. You know, <laughs> my boss didn't accept my resignation at that point, but um, he's like, <laughs> have to stay. Uh, but how, okay. So the question is how have I seen things is that, or how have I been navigating? It was very difficult. I have a 17, well, at the time she was 15. Um, I have a couple daughters. Okay. Three daughters. And none of them really understand totally what's happening. Um, and the 17, the one that's 17 now, she was 15 then, uh, was living with me. And we were, that whole thing was coming out about the, the Black Lives Matter um, those things were out on the, you know, on the social media, the news, everything. So that was just twisting everybody, you know, into this like war in Oregon, as you know, there's a very low, uh, low amount of, uh, African-Americans that live there. So the, the racism, I really don't know, like in, in bigger cities, how it is where I was at hiring we had very few people um few uh african americans we had more pacific islanders okay in, in our area like that was the same as there but so we had some attacks on our on our website where i worked of of that the black lives matter things you know people were attacking and then um just seeing that and feeling the the humanity, mm-hmm. the lack of humanity in all of it, mm-hmm. just like when, like what happened, like what what's actually happening here in this world? Why are we why are we being like pitted against each other mm-hmm. in in this way? And um, and I think that was a that was a big shift and a wake up call for me as to like it's it's purposely done right like we're it's obviously on purpose none of people don't actually feel like this we don't actually hate each other we don't actually feel this way about each other and so i did some that's when i started doing more digging into like what what's really going on like why are we being told that we hate each other when we don't because i knew that we didn't right Mm -hmm. and it but it was it was turning my daughter against me. Oh wow! Because of things that were said and the whole you know identify as mm-hmm. this, I identify as that, and that became a topic of discussion in her school. And it, you know when I sat down with her and talked to her about what I thought about that, all of those things, I was like, this is crazy. You know, it's just it was all like 
uh, a lot of confusion, a lot of hate, a lot of, um, I'm going to call it programming, for, mm -hmm. you know, for lack of another word, that we were being taken down, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we were taken on this road of, like, all this, and uh, we have my, at the time, and I still do, we had my mom living with me. Um, so she comes from a different generation and a different belief. She's been following, you know, a lot of things that have been happening. She's been following it for over 20 years. So <laughs> she's seen, you know, the progress. Mm -hmm. And for me, I never got involved in the politic part of it. But I had to, you know, I had to go down that route to be able to figure out some of the things and the changes of the energy, you know, that, I mean, that's been happening too. Uh, so I think navigating that was very hard. Yeah. Navigating the, the, um, the work, the masks, the vaccinations, the to vax, to no vax, to travel, you know, because my daughters live in uh, part-time or well, they're from Mexico. They're, they're born in Mexico. And so for them to go back to the United States, they needed to get uh, the vaccination needed to, to see their dad, you know, they needed to have that. So that was very difficult for me to watch and to be, you know, to, to be so against it and to be, um, to know what I knew without even having, without even seeing anything scientific, like I knew what the vax was when it came out and it terrified me, you know, it terrified me and trying to give some information, what little information I could find on it at the time, trying to give it to their dad so that, you know, it's like, no, I don't want them to, to get vaccinated. I even had one of my daughters stay in Mexico so she wouldn't have to come back. Mm. She wouldn't need the vaccination to get back. I told her, just stay, stay. I don't want you to get the vax, stay. And so that was, that was difficult to handle. Um, and that lasted, you know, about a year. And then now I just, I just don't really talk about it much with my family talk about anything that's really happening. Some things have come up with my, my son-in-law, um, but I, you know, you lose, you win some, you lose some mm -hmm. conversations. And I've just, I just know that right now with my conversations with my daughters, the only thing I can talk to them about is them. Mm. I can't have conversations about, you know, anything else or what I'm really doing mm -hmm. uh, right now. And that has been also limited with other friends, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, I can't talk to them about it. So that has disconnected me from, from some friends. Mm -hmm. So gained a whole nother, you know, I've gained <laughs> another right. more, I don't know how you call it, like a different type of friendship, a different type of family, because we know where we're going. We know what's happening. We're on our way. And, and so that's, uh, that's amazing. I think the split, you know, that I've had to do, and many of us have had to do with family and friends has been 
difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do, we do, so, things are still happening in our families that we want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. We can participate, but we can participate to a certain point. Right. Right. Like we can't be, like I can't be all Heidi when I'm with them. Yeah. I, I have to uh, restrain myself from things that I say because mm-hmm. I know they feel a different way. Right. And, and it's very different because I raised my girls differently. And like I raised them, all three of them, I raised them spiritually. Mm-hmm. And to see what the programming has done to them is very saddening. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's the and and I'm hoping that they're not going to stay in that position because I'm you know I have been giving them information little by little what I can, mm-hmm. but it, it's far beyond what I can. Like, there's more information than I can give them. I just can't explain it. They have to have that knowing and I have to accept that they will have that knowing when the time, time is. So. I completely understand that. I ended up, I was living in Portland and I started coming down here in Shasta in December, 2020. Like I had a whole, um, dissolution of a long relationship that took a long time to do um and like when I first came like I when I first got the call I was on a group call with a with a sister of mine and she said well I'm down in Shasta and I'm teaching embodiment to guys and four of us were like we're all coming down to meet these spiritual guys in Shasta well it turned out I was the only one that came and I didn't meet anyone except for her because she was the only one I really wanted to come for anyways and ended up moving here after like I prayed for divine intervention and got an ankle twist that caused me not to drive uh, for three weeks and found like everything like boom, 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 boom. Okay. You're set up. You have to leave Portland now. Um, And I was the only one that could feel what the program was and it was really really hard like in my family and all my friends and so it was really hard because I felt like I was kicked out because I had a different belief system and my sense was it felt like like I heard Deutschland Uberalis when I first saw the campaigns coming out. And I was like, am I in Germany in 1939? What's going on? I mean, I really felt it. And then I saw the programming come out and I was like, oh my gosh, because I actually studied World War II when I got my dissertation. And I'm like, that that's German programming. That was going to be a, my original dissertation was going to be about German propaganda versus American propaganda. So I know what it looks like. And I felt, I was like, Oh, Oh, Oh my, this is more slick. This is more like, it's just, it was terrifying to me. So I'm, I'm grateful. I 
don't know, like on, on certain levels, relating with people on different levels. This is the slow navigation. Um, here I can talk, I can be me because I'm in Shasta and <laughs> Shasta. Um, but like going outside and having conversations with people about what's happening in so many levels, like, yes. Um, well, I mean, I only know from our perspective um, what's happening globally, but like, even let's say the bank crisis, it's not actually a bank crisis, but because like, I, I'm like trying to unpack everything I've learned and try to describe to somebody in which I was asked today. Um, so tell me about this thing that's happening with a global currency. I'm like, you want that in a text? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't do that. But um, here's a summary of what I can, like the basic two paragraph summary of what I can tell you, get these currencies and don't panic. Like that's pretty much the message I can give. But like, I've noticed um, for me, as I've tuned more into my inner sense, like I can love everyone and accept them where they're at. But in terms of wanting to spend time with people, if I can't feel their, if I'm not on the same frequency, I can't spend time with them. And it's really fascinating. And I'm not sure what that is other than I feel like I'm ascending. Um, but it's it's been a really strange journey of of navigating how how to interrelate again in a space where the programming is to divide yeah and i i get that because i even right now i mean we're in 2023 right now. Yeah. And there's some things, you know, that are advertised here locally that are events that I would normally would have gone to when I was here before. Mm -hmm. And I have no desire. Mm -hmm. I have no desire to, you know, walk into a room and engage and try to engage and pick up those energies from people mm -hmm. and try to decipher what is what I don't, I don't have that, that, interest anymore to do that yeah I, I you know if they're if i automatically know that they're all like-minded and they can go in there because i i go in with caution i go in with caution with my own aura right mm -hmm. that i'm keeping that safe and then i go in with caution that i'm i don't feel free to speak how you know if somebody asks me a question do i answer <laughs> you know how do i what do I say? Right. I totally get that. So I love that you were talking about checking your aura and and navigating um, your time outside because I get that sense too. It's like I, I have the gift of spending most of my time alone. Um, and once a week... I host dinners here 
and I bring all my tribe in and we have a beautiful time and and I love being a hostess and yet even and these are people that I know are like-minded and I know they're vibrating the right frequency and I still take two days to recover from it um and it could be the energies that they're bringing from other people mm -hmm. they're they're out there and yeah I'm I'm a I'm a host. I love to have people in my house and I love to do things like that, but not lately. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. And when it comes time, like I think about it um, because I used to have huge parties. And when I, when I even think about having just one couple over here with uh -huh. me to dinner or something, it, it doesn't feel right. I just, I just feel like, um, no, we'll meet at a neutral place where each person <laughs> takes their, their stuff and go, um, because the same, like your, your house isn't the same afterwards. Like the energy of your house, uh, changes, you know, you have an animal at your house, right? Mm -hmm. The animal gets affected by, mm -hmm. by the energies too. And you know, I notice it with my, with my mom, she gets affected by, by people's energy. She doesn't, I don't think she realizes it, mm -hmm. but I notice it. Yeah. So yeah, we just, I think we have to be careful. And what's going to be really nice is that when we can all, when we're all able to just speak and just know, mm -hmm. you know, no. And I think that's, that's what I'm really anxious for. <laughs> I anxious is that I'm really looking forward to that where we just know we just know where we are and who we're with and and we don't have to worry about any of that anymore so that brings up a cool question where are you feeling the shifts in consciousness right now well I think I mean honestly I think we're like there I mean I feel like we're literally like if I compare it to like a a soda right that you open, that you uh -huh. twist up, it's like, <laughs> like I literally feel like we're there. And I feel like in in my case, you know, I, I feel really positive in that I, I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of, you know, past trauma. I think I've probably gone through my all of my ancestral um, <laughs> work too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for all of that so grateful you can no. stop now <laughs> no because because one of these uh one of those these jokes i have whenever i'm going through something like that mm -hmm. um, like that sadness i told you that yeah. i had gone through um i i make a joke and i say okay give me more like i can handle it give me more. <laughs> like, i'm ready oh, oh man i just want it all over with i don't yeah. want it to popping up at random places like okay bring it on now that we're here we're in this let's get this taken care get, it, of. get it all out get it all out yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i've seen so many um so many positive shifts in people uh too like i i have this this uh blessing in disguise or yeah that I have my mom living with me. Mm. So it's very good 
because I can see when I've done my work or when she's done her work, mm. I can see relationship change mm-hmm. like, in a relationship. And it's, it's a wonderful thing to see, you know, yeah. cause sometimes it's very, it's, you know, we haven't ever had a bad relationship, but we haven't had the best relationship. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's very different than I am. I'm very loving. I'm very cuddly. I'm very, you know, affectionate and she's not. So, so I don't have that, that mother that comforts me. Mm-hmm. Right? I have a mother that tells me what to do. So, which is fine. It's her way of, I guess, showing love. And that's what she received. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting, you know, where I've seen from her where she, she wasn't very, um, uh, like, how do you call it? Affectionate, but she's becoming affectionate. Hmm. Not with me, but she's becoming affectionate. Okay. Well, I I see that and I appreciate that. And it's very, it's very nice to see. Mm-hmm. Do I wish it were with me? Yeah, in a way I do. But it's also nice that I can see it and go, wow, that is something that she's, her heart's opening, mm-hmm. you know, to, to that affection because she's been, her affection has been turned off for, I don't know, 35 years. Oh, wow. From previous, you know, uh, relationships that she's had with men. Okay. So, but I'm watching that and I'm like, okay, you go mom. Cool. <laughs> you go. I, I love doing ancestral work because I know it, I can feel the shifts down the lineage. I see it in my mom. Um, I feel her heart opening where she's, she's got moderate dementia. Um, but her, I can feel her heart opening more. Yeah. Really, really beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I have the courage to do it because I know she doesn't. Well, and you have no choice. Right. You know, you, right now, I think in the last year, I mean, I've just felt like it's, I don't have a choice. Right. Like I have to, it's, I'm doing it or I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. There's not doing it. My daughters maybe are doing it in some form that they don't know that they're doing it, but consciously I'm doing it. Right. So, um, so for me, it's like, I have no, I have no choice. And I think, uh, that's really wonderful to see that those shifts. So I see those shifts and I think, okay, this is great. I've seen shifts in, in David, you know, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> like that happened. Okay. <laughs> he said something or acted some way. I'm like, okay, that was different. That's yeah. interesting. So it's, it's, it's wonderful to see that. And then even like to go out into the world, right out into the world and, and hear people and, you know, where they're at mm-hmm. and, or even not to hear people, just how they're acting, how they, right. how they are. I see people as like, I look at them and I'm like, they're literally like angels, you know, mm-hmm. I look at the light and I'm like, look how beautiful they are. Wow. It's, it's interesting to, to just see people in their light, mm-hmm. you know, have that, that shown to you because I also asked for that, you know, yeah. like I was telling you, I asked to see myself. I want to, I asked to see people's divine presence. Mm, I, love I that. get to see that. So it's, it's beautiful. You know, and that, that brings up the, the 
gift that we have of what we choose to see. Exactly. You can literally ask, I've actually asked for um, all the assistance I need for organization and easeful movement up to Orcas Island. Yeah. I feel it. I already feel it. I'm like, I, my, my old self, the little researcher, dig, dig, right. dig, I could find this. <laughs> and I saw myself starting to do that because I, I felt the need for action. Right. Um, and I, I spent an hour searching and looking at things and finding two farms that I, I reached out to. Um, but then I heard, stop. You're done. Ask. Right. Okay. I'll just ask. So I'm just asking now for this to be useful. And and because I'm feeling that it is, I know it is. Right. Well, it's ease and grace. And when you ask for ease and grace and anything, you get it, you Mm -hmm. know, he just comes along and goes, Hey, do do you want to do this? And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, it's just it's it's that easy. It's not simple, but it's that easy. I mean, yes. Well, we- yeah, and we get into this this motive that we have to do 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 do. Mm-hmm. When if we just asked, that do 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 would be reduced by a third or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that when I when I moved to Mexico last year, it's been a year now. Well, it's oh. been a in like. Well, yeah, it's been a year since I left my my house in Mexico. Um, <laughs> it was it was a process because in February, uh, before I, we moved in January, I decided January seventeenth or twenty seventh, I came back from Mexico and said, "Okay, we're moving. It's official now." And my mom got really sick in February. She oh. stopped eating. She stopped. She couldn't go to the bathroom by herself. It was just so. I'm in the middle of this move. And she she has a total body breakdown. Wow. Oh, and it went on for a month. Wow. Oh, so, taking care of her, trying to organize smooth. It was like, okay, what do I do? And my daughter, I have a twenty-two-year-old. Uh, she was going crazy. She was like, "Mom, why haven't you packed anything? Why has not anything packed?" I'm like, "It's all packed here. Do not worry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I it all here it'll get done yeah and it it you know it just started flowing and it started moving at the pace it needed to do because i had to i had to have certain things for my mom in the house remain in the house until we were ready to move her oh, and she right. out like around the 27th of of march um with my uh sister they they came here and then i had a couple days to get her bed out of the house to get so i had things that i you know i just moved on in a with time mm-hmm. and at the time my daughter moved out of the house to move into her house in eugene so there were multiple moves happening at the same mm-hmm. time and it all worked out it all worked out very easily you know i had a car there too that this guy, you know, came over to my house to to buy something that I was um, selling, and he saw the sign on my car that I was selling it, and, and he said, "Hey, I'm a car salesman. If 
if you want, I can put it on the lot and I love that. took it and put it on the lot. And it was like, it Boom. was, I didn't have to go shopping for somebody to help sell me my car. Amazing. I figured I'd sell it privately. If I couldn't sell it, I'd leave it with somebody. And I ended up uh, selling it. So it was, it, everything just happened. Like I let it happen. You know, some things I was trying to force, but a lot of things I just, I just let happen. And when you let it happen, it's it, it, the solutions come to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's been an interesting lesson for me, <laughs> but, but, you know, I've seen, especially down here. I mean, you can't, I can't adequately explain how trippy it is to live in Mount Shasta because that mountain is so freaking powerful. She will show all of your shadows for you. Every single one. Usually six. Like I haven't had a day where I haven't had an awareness come in. Like a deep one. And I'm like, I, I, uncle, uncle, stop, stop. But also the magic here. I've made eye contact with eagles. I've never done that before. I have trees talk to me. I have rocks talk to me. I... And, and it's not like a communication, it's an energy exchange. Right. And, and the, I, I do a modality called body talk, um, which is a quantum healing thing with animals. And the communications I have with animals is fascinating because I, I never expected animals would communicate with me like they do. And I'm, in my right brain i'm literally writing chicken scratch in the sessions and and feeling what they need come through on such a profound level because i'm open um and i don't know this but for me it's been the more i release the programs the easier i am to connect with the non-physical energy that's surrounding me all the time right and one of the things that I had to get past, um, like on my spiritual journey, was that I couldn't do what somebody else could do. So, for example, I was at a conference where, um, like, I was with, like, uh, Steve Farmer, Stephen Farmer. He's, uh, he's written books on animal spirit guides oh cool with doreen virtue that was having that did the contact with the angels and um louise hay and you know i was in one of her one of her bigger conferences okay. i was looking at these people and uh i had this instant download of because i was looking at them as if i i didn't have that ability that mm -hmm. they and I had this download of why would you even think that you don't have the ability? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that was my, that was like a program that I had inside of my head that it was something like that was not, I was not able to ever attain. It's mm -hmm. like a, a, an, an unattainable type of ability. And when I started changing that, 
in myself, that's when I started having those types of contacts where, yeah. well, yeah, why wouldn't my, you know, even, I'm, I'm not going to say it just sounds so weird because people might freak out, but why wouldn't my couch talk to me? My car talks to me. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? It's like, like, I, I, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was driving up to Ashland and it was ice. There was ice on I-5. And my ego is like, I don't want to go 30 miles an hour. I'm going to pass this truck. Well, I almost slammed into an 18-wheeler with a four-wheel drive BMW. I mean, she's, she's an ancient steel thing that is like solid as a rock. And all of a sudden, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having a near-death experience. I hear from her, if you pull up behind the car or the truck, I will keep you safe. I'm like, my car's talking to me. But like, I didn't care at the time. I was like, oh, oh, she's trying to keep me safe. And I have my dear friend Angela with me. And I'm like, I'm not going to kill her too. And Angela's just in this beautiful state of embodiment and peace and loving. And she knows I'm going to be fine. I'm having this for myself. So car talks to me. I get up to Ashland. I stop at the rest station. And I I process everything. Because I'm like, I can't process it while I'm driving. Because the curve's up to Ashland yeah. and everything. Um, and normally I love driving up there um, because I have a Beamer. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves to go in the cars way faster than the speed limit. Um, but but ever since then, because I had that, that experience, um, she talks to me regularly. And it's like, why why wouldn't she? I mean, because ultimately when we break it down, we're just quarks right of, of of quantum energy that 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 don't don't even come into existence until we pay attention right right so why is she different from me exactly why is couch <laughs> different from me why is table different from me like yeah. nothing is different like on that level because we're all energy why is it impossible yeah and it's not like i'm having a conversation normally but i feel it and so yeah. like slowing down, that's been a big thing for me is like slowing down to be able to feel the energy. Um, it's, it's magical. It's magical when we slow down. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of funny. And a couple of days ago I had this, um, something happened to me where everything dropped I was in my house in the morning before we went grocery shopping and I was putting away some dishes and I put the dish down and you know how you calculate, you know, yeah. you, you calculate where you set things down so you don't have to look. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I went to set something down and it fell and it fell like literally like right off the counter. Oh, wow. I put, move something again and I set it down. And again, it fell. I'm like, what's happening? Oh, interesting. Then we went to the supermarket and the same thing. I was looking at some of the things on the shelf. And and every time I put something back on the shelf, it fell. Oh, and we got groceries away. And I, I took the groceries out of the bag and I'm putting them on the counter. And they're falling. And I'm like, and what I had realized that probably was happening was that 
I hadn't created the counter fast enough. Like I was oh yeah to for it to like mm-hmm be just solid. had your attention on it Yeah, for the it was dropping because everything I set down and the same thing happened in the shelf. Like I put something on the shelf and it fell. Like it, the shelf that's fascinating didn't there, but it, yeah. So so I told David, I said, I think I'm I haven't created the counter yet. Like in my head, I hadn't created yeah it. It was funny. Everything it was sort of like there was this much space. Mm-hmm. Between, you know, the counter where I was like putting it down and it was just, it just kept falling right there. And the same thing when I took things out of the bag and the counter, I put it down and I had avocados all over the freaking floor. Oh. You Wow. know, I love so I, that. so I had this, this like uh sensation sensation where I was like, I was here and not here. Mm hmm You know? So it was weird. <laughs> I had a couple months ago, I was um, sitting down on the ground and I actually saw the molecules like settle into themselves. And I was like, Yeah. whoa, that is so wild. And then I got dizzy because like my, my eyes, because I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. But then my left brain went, I cannot process this because Well, it was and, too much. and that's, yeah, and that's funny because when I was younger, I used to, we had the ceiling where I used to watch the ceiling and I could actually, the ceiling would actually move and it would, it would go up and it would go down and it would move and And I thought, oh, well, that's really cool, right? Well, then as I studied more about, you know, what what things really are and that we can move them and that they do move, right? There's this, all these particles put together that we do, right? And I thought, oh, wow, that's cool. So I had this plant, uh, this planter in my bedroom that the other day, it, it's one of those uh, play ones. Mm hmm It's turned white on the bottom because of the... Uh, the moisture. mm hmm So I was painting it in my head, right? Painting it. And I was watching as the paint was going around the, the planter yesterday, mm hmm just staring at it, watching the paint like slowly go down the planter. <laughs> and then it just stops. It just stops and it goes back up. So it's it like unpaints itself. Oh, interesting. Because I In one part of my brain, like you say, the left part of your brain is like going, uh-uh, this isn't happening. But I was literally like saying, okay, I need to paint this planter. So I was painting it. But at the same time, another part of my brain was going, no, you can't do that. No. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know it's so fascinating when we like when we get these awarenesses and we're all in a right brain and it's like of course this is happening this is amazing I feel it I love it it's incredible and then the left brain's like because it's 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 so used to being the master Right. Right. and And, and like, I don't know if there's words to explain it, but it's sort of like, we're not supposed to be creating it. We're not supposed to know that we're creating it. right
because if we are doing it and we're creating it, well, then we know we're creating it and that's too powerful. And that's not, we're not supposed right. to know. Right. So, like, uh-uh, you don't know. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But we are creators innately where we are create creators and our whole being this, I was having this um, beautiful conversation with a, um, the woman who told me I was moving to Orcas Island yesterday um, because she was feeling it. And she said, well, what do you do? And I laughed. And I was like, well, um, and I listed all the things. She's like, you do a lot of stuff. And I said, well, I'm a creator. Like, I don't have one thing I do every day. I can't. Right. It's too boring. So, like, today I get to talk to you. I get to do body sock session. I get to paint. I get to make sourdough bread. Um I get to go for a walk tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow is yet. I may move a piano. I don't know. But <laughs> every day is different because I have set my life up to be open enough to not limit myself. Right. So it's really hard for me to describe what I do for a living. Because I don't do. I am. Yeah. Right now I'm not doing. Um as well and i find myself the same thing every day is different yeah. what do you do well i don't know might be taking my mom out to lunch i don't know what i'll be doing after that i might be spending some time with my daughter yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because hopefully i'll be doing more in the future <laughs> but right now it's nice just not doing right i mean i love doing I, this this is a this is a blessing that um I love to do this. I love having conversations about this and I love doing body talk sessions on animals. It's amazing. Is that the only thing I want to do every day? Right. Yeah. It's not it's not even that it's boring because I don't know what the sessions are. I just channel them. Um but it's just like I don't want to have just one thing. Right. So it's sort of like, it's nice just being, mm -hmm. not having to do uh, any type of work, any type of like, sort of like the whole, you know, nine to five type thing of go, 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 go. It's nice just to wake up and go, you know, cause I wake up pretty early. I wake up at six, uh, five or six, usually watch the sunrise. That's one of my things that I love to do every morning is, get up before the sunrise and birds because we have these big um big loud loud they're so loud birds outside of our uh window and you know before the sunrise they're just out there going making all their and <laughs> and it's nice because you know i don't hear a lot of traffic well i don't hear a lot of traffic where i'm at right now anyways but i don't hear a lot of ruckus going on and outside at that moment but yeah it's just nice to just be to just be in that moment of and these moments just not doing not worrying about anything mm -hmm. yeah out yeah, of that too we're on I, the same schedule <laughs> i i i feel that this is where we're heading in our consciousness where we get to express ourselves every day be the creative expressions of what we are right and what I feel is like that old paradigm of the nine to five and the, 
and the zero work-life balance. Um, that's what's disintegrating right now. Um, so I, I sense that a lot of people are feeling it and they're feeling anxious because they don't know what's unfolding, but that's the gift is that we're, we don't know how anything's unfolding. Um, and the, the ability to feel your fears and really feel that they're the illusions that they are. Um, because everything that we've been programmed in separation and fear is for us to awaken through. Yeah. And so I had, you know, you were talking about emotions at the beginning. And one of the things that I've had come up uh, every once in a while, like creeps up is, is the fear, right. And the doubt, like are really happening are things really happening the way i think that they're happening is are things actually changing mm -hmm. you know is this uh awakening real right yeah. like i've had those thoughts like mm -hmm. because it's hard not to have those thoughts when you're watching everybody else mm -hmm. follow this program or follow this this reality and you're over here going <laughs> do I do I pay attention to what they're doing? Mm -hmm. Like, is it real what I'm thinking that's happening? So I've had this doubt come up, and it comes up, and I can feel it, and it doesn't feel good. Yeah, and I really go, "What is this?" I'm like, oh, that's fear. Mm -hmm. So I, I and I look at it, and I'm like, no, I have to it's what they're going through isn't real mm -hmm. like everything that's happening with you know and even part of what i go through isn't what i have to do in this world right now isn't real right. i have to look at it and go okay no i know where i'm where we're at i know what's happening i know it's coming you know and part of it's already here right, right. you can see that with those you know what you mentioned about the banks uh the banks crashing which we know it's not really a crash right <laughs> oh ha, ha, ha. Yeah. banks crashed really yeah oh. yeah somebody asked me about that in a conversation um the other day we were in a meeting uh with these road this rotary group that i belong to rotary club uh that i belong to and this guy asked me heidi what do you think about this you know, and and I just kind of said, um, could you pass the butter? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, he looked at me like, what? And there was no butter on the table. So he's looking around for the butter. That's so awesome. <laughs> and I, I just so laughed. Awesome. I just laughed. And then somebody quickly changed the conversation. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Right where is the bank crash where is it right. you know it's, it's right over the butter right. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, so, beautiful. so beautiful i do a lot of that in in my house because sometimes uh you know my mom will start talking about trump and she'll start talking about things that are happening yeah. right and i don't go there i can't yeah. it's 
difficult for me to be in that uh in that space of of that and i appreciate her um in there because she, you know that's where she's had to be that's where she's done her research and that's where she's um she's needed to be so i appreciate her in that space but sometimes you know there will be conversations flying across the table and i'll just look out the window and go oh really nice day outside have you noticed that Wow, oh. it's really like different. You know? I love that so much, but because I, I'm because I get tired of saying, "Oh my god, do we have to talk about this again?" Mm -hmm. I have to just I change that. the subject. I um, love that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I'm just feeling like this is a good time to wrap up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your well, thank time you, Sophia. and your space and your sharing. And I'm so grateful to know you. Yeah, Thanks me too. Uh, all the light you share in the world. Well, thank you, Sophia. Thank, thank you. you. Preservation of our soul shine. I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. And let it flow.